bitch, I'm back. I'm popular the man. Hello, my friend. I like the French there. Thank you. I'm like channel uh channeling my best Zoe de Chanel. Oh Zoe de Chanel. So Is she new, new girl, she played the main character Jess. She's like this quirky ditzy woman. She Caucasian? Yeah, she was Caucasian. Um Oh I know who you mean. Okay, cool. Yeah, like it's just um that's one of my favourite comedies out there. Oh fair, isn't it? I like it. Yeah. Wig life. Mm-hmm. Um, summer should be here, but it feels like winter. Not gonna lie, with all this rain. Bitch, you just put my business all day in the streets. Actually, we're no longer embarrassed about uh-huh. wearing wigs. We're well, actually not. <laughs> Everybody wears wigs. <laughs> Caucasians wear wigs. Indians wear wigs. Americans wear wigs. Everybody wear wigs. All your favorite celebrities literally wear wigs. If you think that is real, like, educate yourself, please. I actually want there's this um have you seen um ape shit the video by Jeezy and Beyonce? Yeah, it was filmed in France. Uh, yeah, what was it called? In, in the Louvre. Yes. Yeah, she has her hair. The like, Louvre. The Louvre. The Louvre. Yeah, I gotta see that in my lifetime. We the Louvre people there. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um she has her hair in like a half high ponytail and then like it's like really really dead curly and then like the other half is like really dead curly. I was watching it in the gym and I was like, you know what? I want that. That's my next hairstyle. But then I'm like, I really need like a good wave master if not a good wig master to sort it out yeah and so far i don't know anybody i don't know yeah it's just a lot man it's a financial commitment now getting your hair done i don't know more than anything and then it's busted as well i'd be mad oh, that's be mad but i feel like i suit curly hair yeah like you know that big like curly curly hair i feel like i suit curly hair more than i suit straight hair i know we're reclaiming it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We're claiming the curls. Mm-hmm. This European beauty standards trying to be enforced on us when it comes to having straight hair. We're fighting back. Fighting the picture. The revolution. It shall be televised. It will be televised. It, is televised. it will be live on your Instagram. That's what it'll be. Um, but enough of that, like, political rant. Um, hey guys, welcome to We Have No Idea. My name is Chihu. My name is Sanzani. How are you all doing? Um, it's been three weeks, so like I think they're feeling a wave of emotions. Oh, that's cute. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did I don't think so. Me? Not when you say it three times. No, like this uh, ain't Wizard of Oz. No, no, no. There's this show Sherlock on BBC. Um, there's a character Moriarty. He basically does this. Um, he supposedly dies. Spoiler alert. Anyway, and then he comes back and he broadcasts himself like on like the television and everything like that, right, to Sherlock because he's the enemy. And and he just goes like, Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? In a very creepy way. Like if you watch Fleabag, the actor who plays the priest in Fleabag is the same guy who plays Moriarty. Oh, I love Fleabag. Oh, can we talk about Phoebe um, Bridge Wallaby? Like I love that woman. She's working on the new James Bond stuff now. So she's a. Um, because they were just trying to make James Bond a bit fun. Because as we all know, like you can only watch so much of people just shooting other people. Yeah. It's gotten quite dry. There's lots of movies where people are just shooting people, things, stuff. So I think James Bond needs a bit of a revamp and they're trying to insert a bit of comedy. Yes, I'm going to just talk about uh, take a moment and talk about the new Hobbs and Shaw film. It'll be part of the Fast and Furious franchise. It has The Rock, um, Jason Statham, I think, and also <coughs> Idris Elba. I only care for Idris Elba, but those three are like the hard men of like, TV. <laughs> 
They just get paid to be ripped at times. <laughs> like I was um I was talking to Sash, one of our friends, and she was basically like she turned to me and she was like, We are going to watch that and I was like, Whatever you want, babes, whatever you want, I'll do this for you. It's such a sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice. First. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's friendship. Barbie sure it's gonna be a very good thotting and boffing sort of film. All of like the thirsty mamas are gonna be there. Oh god, yeah. I can imagine all like the middle-aged women just um just there. Just yeah, it's gonna be like a fifty shades of grey <laughs> release. I was just gonna be like a hot flushes everywhere. <laughs> like, guys, if your girl asks you to go see that film because it's an action film and it's the first time she's asked you to go see an action film, that's not for you. Sorry. It's not. You're just accompanying her. Yeah. Pretty much you're just paying for a cinema ticket to see her love of <laughs> the love of her life. Literally. I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> but are you good? I'm good. Are you good? Yeah. Um so I'll introduce um this episode so really we've been away for three weeks and that's due to like multiple things yeah. that we'll go through and it's just gonna be a recap just to catch up with you guys what we've been up to and I guess what's to be expected in the future. Yeah. Which is gonna be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess for like the first week the reason why we didn't record is because I was away on a holiday. Mm-hmm. I went to Lisbon in Portugal and that was absolutely beautiful. I was gonna ask you all the questions about Lisbon, but okay, you wanna interview yourself? Fine, oh, friend. you go with it, I'm ready. Yes. I'm ready for you. Um, what would you say about the people of Lisbon that stood out to you? Lisbon, like when we say multicultural, I think especially like in European and the Western world, we love to throw multicultural about because it meets our like CSR targets and it shows that we're like an inclusive society and we're diverse and all that nonsense rubbish that is never actually true. But Lisbon was just like a melting pot of people. And I think because like Portugal is one of those countries that I guess in a bad term there was like lots of slavery there was lots of kind of like it was a huge shipping port Mm -hmm. so they had lots of migrants and people moving in and out but it kind of created this like amazing creates an amazing melting pot of people so like when you walked around like there was like really dark people there were people who were like light-skinned and literally every variation between Mm -hmm. there was lots of asian people that being like indian bangladeshi chinese Mm -hmm. japanese people Mm -hmm. it was just like a really cool place where even in like the media you saw everybody represented yeah and it's that's like the first time really especially like being in England where we're meant to be like super multicultural it was like really cool just to see such a wide range of people and with that came like the foods that they bring with them so um I really enjoyed just seeing like lots of really beautiful attractive people Mm -hmm. like there's something about the water in like Lisbon man like the people are gorgeous absolutely gorgeous I've actually never met an ugly Portuguese person male or female I've actually never like they're always paying and I'm like what what is like, in the water like, what is, this year um I think there's there's a thing called Afrobash or Afro something something is that a London thing no it's like so basically it's like all these Afro beats artists are, are going they've created well they've created a festival in Portugal wow. yes and um some of my friends are going I asked them I was like why wasn't I invited on this trip to Portugal and they just looked at me they were like Sanzani you don't like Afrobeats. I was like, I do like Afrobeats. You don't like Afrobeats? Like, not really. I, 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 I do. I listen to it. But then, like, three days of it, that's just not me. Nah, I love it. Like, I, I think it's the food that comes for, with it and everything. Just the atmosphere. Friend, I'm vegetarian, so it doesn't matter to me. No, 
you can get some good like register if you know people you know how to throw down like see to me i would rather spend i would happily spend that money to go to something like david's tent which is um christian first of all jesus and all that jazz yes because it's like a 72 hour worship festival worship with all the christians yes and it's somewhere where i can actually come back uplifted spiritually and being a better godly woman. you're so trash what? people are just out here trying to break back and live their life and you're bringing jesus into it see i i, I was gonna go to carnival this year people had to break back in peace friend i was gonna go to david's time thing called carnival diversity being very how can you go to just breaking back to like just <laughs> repenting at david's time jesus how can you like jesus i know i just sinned like literally Four eight hours ago, I breaked back on some random man. I actually can't even break back, so never mind. Jesus, Lord. Yeah, yeah you should yeah. be glad you didn't go. You know what? I should, I some should, I some should. yardy uncle would have picked you up oh, in the middle of like. I, I went last year and I was like, this is not my calling in life. It, like, no, no. I am sure it's like, not your calling. Nope. I was like, nope. Like, as I was getting ready, I was so covered up, like, just dressed as I would normally do. And my friend... No, but people are skin out. No, 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 Like, my friend turned it on and was like, you look like you're about to go on a coffee date at Costa. I was like... Okay. Insulted. She was like, I need a little bit more skin. And I was like, nah, this is not for me. This is not my calling. <laughs> like, this is not my calling in life. Like, nah. So, I think Carnival might be a miss for me this year. I... Yeah, I don't think it's for you. Everything good is not for you. No. And that's fine. I just want somebody to sponsor me so I can go to David's tent. Oh, look at you. I genuinely want to go. Like, I just want to go. Church uncles, if you're looking for a wife. I'm joking. No, there's certain type of church uncles that I would, you know. Yeah. But no. No. Let them be known. Let the streets know. Let the streets know. Should we pray about it? Be like, Jesus. (laughs) The sponsorship, yeah? Some people get sponsored to go to Dubai. I get sponsored to go to David's tent. Imagine <laughs> when, when you're doing your praise reports. It's like, yeah, so what are we thanking Jesus for? So, um, Uncle Fonke sponsored my tickets to David's tent. I'm not really sure why, but I think he's he's just a blessed man of God. But he also asked me to go to Nigeria with him. To Lagos. <laughs> to be fair, I do want to go to Lagos. I'd love to spend Christmas in Lagos. To be doing what? Um, chopping life, I suppose. Can you not chop life in Zoom? Okay, I need to go to Zoom before I think about Legos. Never mind. I feel like you're sneaking out your own country to go to. You just like patterned me. Thanks, friend. Yeah, if you go to Lagos before you go to your own country, to be you breaking back is a bit mad. Do you know what? I wanted to go to Marrakesh and I just like dipped it. I was like, my grandparents, like every time I go go out of the country, my mom has this tendency of just like letting my grandparents know they're like, oh, like she'll be on the phone, be like, oh yeah, she's in Spain, she's in Italy and all that kind of stuff, right? Wow. If I went to Marrakesh, my mom would be like, oh yeah, she's in Africa and grandma and granddad would just look at me like, why didn't you come visit us? We raised you. Like we raised you. Like, so I need to go home before I can even think about going anywhere else in Africa. I know, but I feel like once you'll be working full time and stuff, you'll be able to do it for much cheaper. Cause like if we're relying on like half term and school Mm -hmm. term times, like going to Africa in the summer is like a myth. Yeah. Like you're costing thousands, but if you go um, during like like, off seasons and stuff, it's so much more cheaper. Be like uh, in February and be like, 
Knock, knock, knock. Feed me. Feed me. I need help. But um, yeah, like I look forward to it when I get to I that think point that's in my life. So much fun. Yeah. And my mom keeps telling me about how my how gassed my grandparents would be like to see me finally, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice as well that was really cool about Lisbon is like the architecture. Yeah. I think I've definitely turned like into a super like old lady now when it comes to just like most of my pictures just weren't even of me. It was just like buildings and just cool. But ish. isn't that influenced by such and somebody in your life? No, I. Are, you, are we? Are we sure? I. Are we sure? I was cultured. <laughs> Can we just? No, 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 no. You were cultured, right? However, having him in your life and the love that he has for buildings. Yeah, and urban planning and all that. Yeah. Just, then that's a fun one. Has it not emphasized it? Um, no, not emphasized. Amplified it. Um. Yes, but they're just pretty buildings. They were like yellow and pink. So that's I think true, that's the yeah. thing that I was into Marseille. So, oh, there's this building that I want to show you um, near thing near park. I'll show you one day. Yeah, I'll take you. Ah. Like, yeah, I think you'll like it. It's like yellow. I think you will absolutely love yeah. it. We should go in like on a Sunday and get like pictures and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. I definitely want to paint my house yellow when I buy it. I'm not sure what to do with the property. Oh yeah, I think I'll probably take it. If I want to paint my house yellow. It depends what, how it looks like. Yeah, there's some houses like near us that like the whole street committed to it. Yeah. So one's like green, one's pink and stuff, which yeah. I think is super cool. Yeah. Very like coastal seaside. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed it, just eating, spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came back broke. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can we talk about the absolute robbery that is Ryanair? <laughs> you can't even take hand luggage in. They charged me 20 euros. You have to do that um, premier check-in thing just to get your hand luggage. So my regulation size suitcase that I bought specifically so I could take it as hand luggage got charged 20 euros heading in because it's like, yeah, you had to do the premier service. And I was like, first of all, you've taken my money. Yeah. And now you want more. Yeah. See, when it comes to budget airlines, I highly recommend just using EasyJet. Oh no, you can't do it back. That was the only thing. You had to do EasyJet there, so that was fine. And then right now back. Yeah. See, EasyJet, it's it's just it's just easier. (laughs) No pun intended. Um, But yeah. um, But for long haul flights, just go with the legit like um, thing. KLM. If you go Africa. No, actually, I'm going. Do you know what? I feel like my mother just made me a bougie person. Does that make sense? Yeah. She's broken so negatively about KLM. Not that, a fan. Like, she is not a fan that I know that if I'm going to, like, Zim and stuff, I have to get um, either thingy, what is it called? The the Arabic one? Emirates. Uh, Emirates or British Airways or um, South African Airways. Just just don't do anything. Anything besides those three, just... It's the same as if I'm getting like mega bus to Oh, fair. Yeah, she was like, nah, nah. We've always had good reviews. They always upgrade us and stuff. Nah. Well, damn. It mm-hmm. must be something to do with them. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, just like she genuinely does not like it so much that um, I'll I'll just book Emirates or, or Virgin or whatever is out there. Like I will spend that extra money for the comfort of the journey because she hated it that much. She oh, fair experience whereas my dad on the other hand he just goes <laughs> it's just like i'm out here <laughs> like see ya. the quickest flight you can like, get me to get <laughs> i've left yes but um yeah. but yeah no the apart from that like the whole holiday was like really good i'd love to go again yeah it's just like just beautiful people beautiful food mm-hmm. and you take your babes next time uh-huh 
Yeah, definitely when it came to the architecture. Oh. No, it'd be just one of those things that like, I could literally just walk home and just be staring at a building. Yeah. Just like, this is amazing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for see. sure. Or, like, um, we went to Glasgow mm-hmm. and um, Macintosh is really big when it comes to like architecture and like urban planning and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember like we were walking around. I was just looking and he was like, this is very serious to me. <laughs> um, and it's just one of those things that like, it's really cool just to see like, I guess you're significant other, something they're super passionate about. And like for them to be like, um, and for them to be like, if this was a Lauren Hill thing, like I would support you. So like, please just let's go with this. And I was like, yeah, he's really into this. So let me support him in it. This is very serious to me. I can actually imagine him saying it. And I just thought that was so amazing that like, even though like he was kind of annoyed at me because he thought I wasn't taking the prize. It's like, no, he's very passionate about this. So let me like play my role. Because if it was like a Lauren Hill thing, I would be losing my absolute like head. And he'd be like, just like supporting me in the background, so I was like, let me be a big, let me be a good girlfriend. Yeah, and like pay attention and try and educate yourself. Yeah, and it was like cool. Yeah. It's not like my style, but like it was very cool. Actually, I have a question. Yeah. So in regards to like when in a relationship, I've noticed some girls that say the guy is into a certain sport, they suddenly become interested and invested in it. Is that being fake or is that supporting your significant other? It depends. Like, interested invested, let's say if it's football. If the girl has never been into football, she can support when it comes to... Um, he's like, it's Saturday, you know, it's football. Um, it's going to be on all day. And if he's going to have a day in front of the TV, you make, like, some chicken wings or something, and then you watch one match with him, you eat together, you kind of enjoy it. If there's three matches, you only commit to one, and then you go home or, like, you get your laptop out and do something else. But I think, like, you don't have to, like, buy the full Man United kit and, like, buy some season ticket sort of things. I think, like, there's a part where, like, you'll appreciate that thing with them, but, like, you don't have to go the full hog and then, like, pretend to be as enthusiastic as them, because they know this is their thing. And, like, I'd really dislike it when sometimes like someone has their thing mm-hmm. and you kind of want to be so part of their world so much that you then force it to be our thing mm-hmm. when no like you can support someone on their thing mm-hmm. but you don't have to make it our thing because okay. they should have their own thing okay. independently without yeah, you yeah i think that's what a healthy relationship should look like where um you appreciate the enthusiasm that that person has for mm. example thing he has he loves um architecture and stuff like that yeah you can stand there and look at i don't know the louvre or whatever and be like oh that's so pretty and keep it there and be like oh my god like i love how they did this how they did that how yeah they, and just um being there with that person while they experience that so okay cool that's what i was thinking um but for you what were you doing during your th- our three weeks hiatus <sighs> jesus christ my lord and savior i was doing my assignments like every other university student out there, I was in the library. Working. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. I f- oh my god, remember, if you guys actually listen to these chronologically, um, we had a coffee machine within our library where that was giving us 5p coffee. Coffee shop update. It got fixed, it's back to the normal price. <laughs> Somebody listened to this and they reported you. <laughs> Do you know what to speak about it? The last coffee finished on me, like the actual last drop of like before it got fixed, it finished on me and it's just like it didn't even it just gave me milk because there was no more coffee and I was like, I can have tea, I can have something, it's just why be No, just took my pen my pen my pennies and that was it. Well damn. Yeah. How was, long was it like that for? It was like that for like three weeks. I was living oh, three life. weeks. 
I was living, I would have like um, cappuccino, I'll have a latte, I'll have, you know, like, actually I don't do espresso because, you know, I like my life. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Why should I do that to my heart? Um, but like, I was living life and yet, like, and now it's over. Yeah, that's my highlight within my, like, three <laughs> weeks, like, <laughs> the course of mission got fixed. Um, so what assignments did you have? Um, so, I had a, like, so I had a, uh, a research proposal to hand in. What's a research proposal? So a research proposal, it's basically like a plan mm-hmm. of what you hand in within a university um, in order to gain um, ethics, first, first thing first. Uh, I mean, ethical approval and also to gain support from more senior academic staff and also you can utilize that research proposal at that plan to look for sponsorships and actually looking for funding in mm-hmm. regards to companies who may be interested in that same subject that you want to go and research um, but as for myself the research proposal that I did it was more to meet my university criteria basically like it's just an example of what I would like to do someday if um, if somebody decided to sponsor me to do my PhD um, just putting it out there in the universe and the world God come on um, but like yeah and I just did that proposal and then they add the assignment was actually an assignment on um, a global health issue cool and I focused on climate change and the impacts that it has on mental health I think I've spoken about this before I um, think that was last episode yeah, so, yeah last episode and yeah I just delved into that I think I ended up like on a political rant about neoliberalism and uh, neoliberalism what yes. is that so ne- okay I probably mispronounced it drop some knowledge on them okay it is um basically it's how our western society is formatted it's how our society functions where the government and the political powers and those in charge um your value your significance it's how much money you can contribute into society therefore citizens are classified by their financial contribution Mm -hmm. so you are middle class because you earn up to a certain amount of money you are working class because you earn to a certain amount of money Mm. so the higher you earn the more regarded you are i love how they say working class (laughs) because we're the only people who work it's another definition of just saying like pole yeah that is whole yeah, that's true and therefore like neoliberalism it just focuses on um not focuses but it thrives on privatization on tax cuts for those who actually have money because mm. this is um this is a format this is an ideolo- ideology ideology yes thank you um that was formatted by those in power rich academics by politicians by the aristocratic rich so um yeah and not for you burke boys no it is not therefore um when people ask they're like yes we live in a free society but it really isn't a free society you have to pay for something yeah you have to pay and you gain um revenue you gain value Mm. in regards to how much money you have and to me within my assignment what i was talking about was if we don't pay attention in regards to like the neoliberal society has ignored climate change for so long Mm. and now we're seeing the health implications therefore when people actually are ill they're no longer contributing to that society mm. they're no longer of value does that mean that um, healthcare does not longer provide or do, do people no longer get mental health funding because guess what those same bodies can't actually work because they're ill because of climate change so I just I, I just went off basically I just went off I pray I pass it because I was, I'm really really passionate about it that sounds yeah. really cool I like the idea of you saying that nothing even though we 
live in this society and the thing is for free. Yeah. If you're rich, you pay for people to oh, work for oh you. Gosh, yeah. If you're poor, you work for those people who pay for you. Yeah. So at some point, you either pay financially or you pay with your body. Yeah. You pay with your intelligence. Mm-hmm. You pay with your... I guess you pay with your life. Because, yeah. like... Um, I can't remember where it was, but like they say, lots of like elderly people now just, I guess, supplement their pension. They're working in like Tesco, Sainsbury's, shops and stuff. And I guess the idea that you've kind of worked for the state for so long, and then even when you get your state pension, it's not enough for you to live comfortably. You now have to take on a job that you really don't want to do because you thought these were going to be your golden years. And I have a 70 year old colleague, I had a 67 year old colleague. One of them is off sick, the 67 year old is off sick due to arthritis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she still works. And it's just one of those things that, like, that is mental, that, like, you've worked so long and still, like, you're yeah. not done. Mm-hmm. You're, you're done that. when you're dead, literally. Mm-hmm. And, well, damn. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to England. Welcome to literally. Do you get what I mean? And the people in Africa saying, oh, help us get to UK. No, no. stay. At least it's sunny in Africa. Mm-hmm. Your bones will hurt less because mm-hmm. when that arthritis kicks in the cold, it hurts. See, that's where I'm planning. I'm planning. I'm just planning to retire in a hot country. Initially, it was Jamaica. These days, I don't know. Like, I, this is what this was my plan. I get to 60, I retire in Jamaica, where I'll be drinking rum with my husband. Give all the kids in England and their stupid, stupid little kids and the grandkids. They can come and visit us. They, like, they have Oscar. to ship them. Out. Yeah, they have to ship them out, and that's expensive. So, just my husband and I were gonna live our best life in Jamaica. That's why do you? That's a bit strange. Yeah. Why Jamaica? Jamaica. It's hot. Yeah, no, but many places are hot. Wow. <laughs> You're trash. You know there's Amsterdam for that. It's still in Europe. Um, but It's too close. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't think about retiring. I don't like the idea of retiring. I, I, I feel as though I'll die if I retire. See, in a sense of like, I like working. I like my, my brain has to be ticking. I yeah. think I'll die if I don't do anything. See, that's the thing that like, initially it was like, I want, I had a retirement plan, but then I realized that the way that I want my life to, you know, to be like, actually I may not retire because I want to be in a position where, um, actually my retirement will probably look like me giving my company to my kids. Okay. That's, that's retirement. Yeah. And then you will only just be doing part-time. And part, not even part-time, just consulting be ah, a consultant and just like come in and be like uh maybe two hours pay me bad no i think i'll give my company to my kids but i'm still signing on to online just make sure they're not idiots oh god yeah they have they have to work for it like they have to work for it like i'm expecting them to like like mm. yes i'm gonna utilize nepotism to, to get them to talk to, 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 to a certain to a certain Place. However, you have to. What if you know me. your kid's an idiot though? Because there's some kids that no. you know that they're an idiot. They're not getting it then. That's good. They're not getting it. Because there's some kids that are still like trying their kids. And I'm like, you know, your kids are an idiot. Like, yeah. like you're an idiot. I'll promote somebody who's underneath you. So I will teach you the life lessons. Like, I would genuinely love for my kids to be in a place where, um, <laughs> wow, right, um, to be in a place where they have the intelligence to actually, you know carry on the, fam- the family legacy or whatever I've built for mm. them. However, if they cannot do that, I can hire somebody to do it. I know. Or I can, even, to make it even worse, I can get my sister's kids to do it. That's going to hurt more. Ah. That's going to help them get their age together more. No, but what if they're just an idiot? If they're just an idiot, that's fine. Idiot. Like, God, God I blessed us in different strengths. I will that's ask the Holy Spirit you to can just like, help me see that Hopefully strength. they're Instagram buddies so they can promote you <laughs> on their social media instead. Me, their mother, is not an Instagram baddie. Where will they get this talent from? Ach. The fruits of the spirit comes in various ways. 
<laughs> the fruits of the spirit is prophecy, counseling, or whatever. Not being an Instagram baddie and being doing Tatiana out here. No, have you not seen how these fit tea girls are making money? Oh yeah, they are. Exactly. Yes. yes. And they can be helping your business profit like that. No. Tatiana's best down thirty. Oh, it's speaking of music. Um, what's her name? Steph the Stallion or something like that. Steph London. No, there's another one who's came out. Who's kind of like the female version of of Little Nas X. Who's Little Nas X? Old Town Road. Who's that? Um, Is that the Had Montana Dad song? Yeah. I remember hearing him, I just know it's Hannah Montana's dad. I don't know who the man is. Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the it was meant to be. No, that's the wrong person. Yeah. Anyway, Little Nas X, um, he brought out this like trap country song and he, he got demoted from the Country Billboard Award. Um, I mean, charge, not awards, um, chart. And then Billy Ray Cyrus, Miley Cyrus' dad, um, went on and did like a remix with him so that he can get back onto the Billboard thing. And he just wanted money. And I think he got demoted, and people were like, ooh, we wonder why he got demoted because Little Nas X is back. For sure. They yeah. don't want you to win. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Yeah, they just don't want you to win. No. Especially because if we look back, country was originally like soul music and oh, slavery yeah. music. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. But it got to the point that they knew that black people singing these songs weren't going to make money. Mm-hmm. So they used to give it to white artists to instead sing those songs. Elvis. Huh? Yeah, because he didn't write any sh- of his music. Like when people say um, Elvis is the king of rock and roll or whatever what they call him, I'm like, actually he isn't. Because he didn't originate with that sound. That's not like he's factory. He's the first factory machine-made pop star. Yes. If we really think about it. Yes. However, there's a lot of people who go uncredited for the style of music which Elvis went on. For to sure. Sing. Very sure. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to like celebrate people, the orig- originators, for sure. Because there are many people who's names are probably on the songbook and especially back then they were never recognized even financially mm-hmm. and yeah we just need to remember like the people you think write these songs do not write the songs mm-hmm. it's very few nowadays mm-hmm. i think it's getting better yeah. that people now being celebrated for writing their songs but before i guess it was like celebrated for people to have ghostwriters and stuff yeah. and i applaud the ghostwriter because them they're cashing checks and they probably don't even have to put any trousers on mm-hmm. they're just in their bedroom mm-hmm. writing music mm-hmm. and they submit it they get paid mm-hmm. they check every time that a song is played on the radio mm-hmm. they get their percentage yeah they're like oh right oh that's my breakup but nobody got it has to know about that yeah but yeah um what was the other thing so what kind of music have you f- have you found that in the last couple of days none of these years your music taste has changed as you've grown up um i think i've gotten more political in oh. my music sense okay things that like a bit more extreme jazz as well is very like jazz is very good way to be a bit more political isn't it mm-hmm. so i've really enjoyed that but one i guess artist which i guess isn't political at all and um, i was at a festival on friday mm-hmm. which was really fun it's called like tomorrow festival Mm-hmm. Um, no, not Tomorrow Festival. This is Tomorrow Festival. And there was a band called Koala. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure whether or not I, their music was really good. I enjoyed it. But um, it reminded me of the sort of Bombay Bicycle Club vibe. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I really do like it, but I do feel as though they steal rhythms, like guitar rhythms, when it comes to like Kenyans. Okay. And whereas Kenya is. The West Africa, I think. West Africa? I don't think it's West Africa. East, East Africa. 
East Africa because I follow Kenyan and, and her tag is like East African girl. I was like, damn, this. <laughs> uh, okay, fair. Um, but yeah, that's sort of Kenyan. The the guitarists that you feel so you know with like Kenyan, mm-hmm. Somali music rounds there, they've kind of adopted that their own version of that. So I feel so again, that sort of guitarists that you know is just inherently African, aren't being recognized, but it just gave me that sort of vibe, their music. And I really enjoyed it. So Kowal is their name. And I really liked it. But yeah, I just like to celebrate like West African music um, much more. And like kind of original, not always like Afrobeats, but like original kind of that guitar riff sound, which is just so inherent. Like when you hear it, you yeah. know yeah. where it is. Yeah. And I just enjoy listening to that sort of African music as well. See, th- I think that's where things went, not left for me, because being raised in Africa, right? Um, apart from me being raised in Africa, I was used to listening to that kind of music and also South African house music for those of you who know, right? And to me, it's like, okay, this is authentic. I'm seeing um, music that is authentic, mm-hmm. that is not just based on a, compu- on a computer type of thing. Music that has um, culture and significant and it's sacred, right? And then when Afrobeats came around, I disliked it because it was more commercial. Yeah. It was more focused on making quick buck and sing about this girl, blah, blah, blah. And try to be very American. Yeah, very American, where I was like, actually, to me, it felt like it wasn't honoring true Africanism. That's why maybe it took me so long to get, get on, on, board, on, on board with it. Yeah. Because I was like, I've heard African music, I've heard Ghanaian music, I've heard uh, Zimbabwean music, I've heard um, Nigerian music, like authentic African music. And then Davido is out here just... I'm a dummy, do roll. You know? I do roll. Yeah, and I was like, kudos to him. Um, for the success and everything that they've actually... I wish they'd pull up their pants. Oh, God, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's not cool. Guys, pull up your pants. We don't want to see your... Crack. Yeah, we just don't want to see that. Oh, but... (laughs) Pause. I have to give praise to Wizkid, though. Yeah. He noticed that when it came to representation, even in African people's videos, they weren't having Africans in it. So his recent videos, I'm not sure about previous stuff, but his recent videos, he's definitely been highlighting African women of different shades and different colours, different hair textures. And yeah, I've got to applaud him, even though I feel like sometimes a message is trash, sometimes the videos are trash. That's something I have been enjoying, is just to see the variety of Africans. Yeah. See, there's this... um playlist on Spotify is called Quest Utility. No, actually, no, hold on. Let me get it correctly. It basically is my absolute perfect playlist because it un- incorporates like, um, it got, it's got like worship songs within it. It's got like American song and it, is, it has like um, songs by Hugh Masiela, which is like a jazz, South African jazz artist, nice. like South African music, like Soweto Gospel Mafikizelo. And I'm just like, Yes, like I was listening to it in the library while I was doing my assignments and I was living my best life. Like it's one of my favorite playlists on Spotify because it's just like it's, it's for the culture. It's for the culture and it's authentic within that, but then at the same time it has Wonder by Hillsong United. Oh, and sh- I was like, I was like, this is actually made for me. Like, Hillsong has this song everywhere. Yes, I'm like, oh, you made it. Um but yeah, like it's my favorite playlist. Hold on, let me find it. Are you gonna put a song on? Um, probably, yeah. Oh, what's your favourite one? I'll put it in the background for now, for people to know what you're on about. Okay. Especially if they haven't heard African House or anything like that before. Ooh. What's a good song to introduce South African players? Um, so, like, uh, oh, the playlist is called The Quest for Love and Unity. And, ooh. Like, songs like by Miriam Makeba, Nina Simone, Yvonne Shakashaga, Damien Marley. Oh, 
Man. I'll put some into the next. Yes, glimmer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. You just enjoyed yourself. Uh, 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 I might actually, you know what? I'm going to play this one. Go home. Um, we'll put a link as well in the description bar to this like, playlist if you want to have like a listen to it. Um, but yeah, one thing is well that's, um, I guess, has been hot topics mm-hmm. these past three weeks is in politics. Oh, um, so I absolutely like love politics. I'm not politically inclined to one party or another, so don't strangle us or anything. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy watching the nonsense, mm-hmm. whether it's in the UK or across the pond or in the Middle East, mm-hmm. the ratchetness is real. <laughs> and I just love it as well, like when rich people just like dog it out and just start stabbing each other in the chest. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to just see <laughs> the upper classes just lower themselves to the point that they're wallowing in the ground trying to get each other's votes for the new general election or um, head of like the political election and right now we're going to see a beautiful dogfight between the conservatives when it comes to who's going to be the new leader of the Tories Um, so I think like you've got like a few big contenders but right now it seems to be Boris and Gove who are the our big two. I'm not a fan of either, but um, when it came even to Teresa being T- voted in, those two stabbed each other in the chest, yeah. which was hilarious. Yeah. Who's Gove? Um, Gove. What does he do now? Um, Boris's secretary. Secretary of Foreign Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious. Gove is either health or. What is he? No. I can't know. He is Jeremy Hunt. I know about that one. No, did, was Gove used to be? Oh. I don't know, but like, it, it's Jeremy Hunt, we, we, healthcare professional. Education, Gov was education at some point, because I remember all the teachers hated him. Hunt rhymes with something that healthcare <laughs> professionals with nicknamed him. Nicknamed with. him, fair yep. enough. Yep. Uh, but yeah, like, I'm just going to enjoy the dogfight, because um, if you haven't known already, um, Theresa May is stepping down when it comes to June 7th, and as much as I'm not a fan of like the Tories or any political well, moves so. that they've made at all i think this woman has tried like she tried she, she has tried. tried i think from day one when she came into power i was like mate you, you just nobody wants you to roll. win i was like nobody wants you to win and if you do successfully manage to deliver brexit congrats all the power to you all the power to you however the likelihood of you actually successfully doing this it's very very slim it's poor it's very yeah however um it's kind of like it's like a catch twenty two, where I'm like, I get you had a crappy job to do, but you chose it. You chose it as well, and then the policies that um like you implemented at the same time did harm people. Awful. So it's, it's just like awful. Yeah. Um, one thing I remember. It's a bit of a sticky one still. It's a sticky one. <laughs> <laughs> like you got screwed, but you screwed yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like you just punch yourself in the face mm-hmm. <laughs> really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember. Um, when it came to the election of who was going to be the next Tory leader, obviously like David Cameron did a horrific job, yeah. so he decided to jump off the sh- sinking ship that he'd created for himself. Yeah. And it came to the point that um, there was four people left to be mm-hmm. um, Tory leaders, which was um, Theresa May, mm-hmm. um, Gove, Boris, and then another lady whose name I can't remember. Um, so basically, um, Gove stabbed Boris in the fr- a front by saying I won't run mm-hmm. but then in the background basically campaigned for himself and then when they did the first round of voting Boris was out because he ba- Gove base told everybody don't vote for him vote for me yeah. and then in the second round people thought that Gove was a snake yeah. so he got rid of and then this last lady she made a comment about um, Teresa won't be able to understand the struggle of a mother because she won't be a mother yeah. and Teresa has struggled with like fertility so, issues yeah. so everybody thought you're trash mm-hmm. so then Teresa won 
Um, but I found it very interesting that like um, there was an article that I read which stated that like in times of adversity and in really bad conditions when it comes to financial businesses, they always appoint female CEOs to ride the storm. And once that political situation, I mean, once the situation gets better, they basically say thank you for your time, goodbye, and then enlist a man for the job. Or if it goes bad, if it goes even worse from where it was, they'll be like, it's her fault. So I found that very interesting in a sense of, to first of all, that Theresa May won. Because really, when it came to it, she'd been, um, what was it? Of home, um, home office, office, wasn't she? So yeah. all like policing and stuff. And we can see that the policing shortages that have happened, like all the knife crime are happening down London. Of course, there's some intrinsic issues when it comes to that community, everything going on. But just like having less police officers hasn't helped the situation. So she didn't really have a very good track record to start off with. So mentally, I'm thinking, first of all, how did she get this job? And we all know this whole Brexit thing was going to be an absolute like poo show, because mm -hmm. look at it, like mm -hmm. we were meant to leave last year, we were meant to leave <laughs> two like months ago, yeah. we're now meant to leave in October, these are having to now fight out on who's going to lead, is that really going to work? And then for Europe to agree, because they think we're idi idiots right there. It's like, it's like, you know, in the midst of like divorce negotiations, but then at the same time, you're still sleeping with your ex. Literally. Like, it is. And my thing is like, the EU is like, you can stay if you want. Yeah. Because right now they're like, you guys can't make a decision. Yeah. You truly can't make a decision. And as much as like people like saying we should have like um, a revote or whatever, and I'm like, at the end of the day, we have to respect democracy. If people vote out, then we have to leave, but it's just not happening. And I don't see a solution to this. Even if Labour get in, I don't oh, see this see. happening. I don't want Labour to get oh, in. I just dude, want... That's another... Oh, I, oh. I am not politically inclined because I think they're all idiots. Do, do you know what? Do I know, truly think they're all idiots. Do, do you know what? Like, I used to like I used to ride and die for Labour, but then I've grown up and I'm just watching everything go and finding about finding out about neoliberalism. I'm like, it's all the same. Literally, it's all they the all same. they all went to the same Eton boarding school. I'm, I'm they like, all drive around in the same Land Rovers. Look at the expenses. Yeah. As much as I like ride for Labour, um, Jeremy Corbyn has had his um, MP credit cut credit card um just like stalled yeah. three times now because of overspending and misuse people are buying absolute nonsense yeah. Yeah. with their cards however at the same time do you know i'm understanding that the political situation in the country that we live in is just like ugh, you know like every other country poor however we have the right to vote and that we have the right to exercise democracy so it's a bit like it's a bit and again it's a bit of like a catch-22 where i'm like i'm i feel so privileged and honored that i can actually have political say and actually i can have freedom of speech and i can make this decision i can vote for who i want when i want everything well when the elections are there yeah however it's like it's all trash the people that i'm choosing but are these people actually in, not even going to deliver on Are they the, for you? Are they for me? And I'm like, do I start a whole new political party? Do I vote for the Green Party or something? Change and, UK, like, change, which is uh, idiots. Do you know what? The one political party that I think I would vote for, hand on heart, is the SNP, but then I don't live in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. I don't live in Scotland, so... Just, it's just, they're all trash. It's like choosing between what dog poo you want. Do you want a poodle? Do you want a chihuahua? Do you want pit but It's just... Like, what are you gonna do? I think, okay, so what am I gonna do? Like, okay, speaking as a mental health nurse, as somebody who's actually employed by the NHS, as a black woman, as a woman, 
I try and vote for a party that promises to deliver on the issues that matter. Promises. Or promises to like um, Theresa May promised to reform the Mental Health Act, um, in, in making it, you know, like more inclusive and less m- making black people less likely to be detained. We're still gonna see how that one pans out. Talk to me again. In four no, Theresa May is going to Dubai, Bahamas, something for five years. She needs to forget about all this nonsense. This has been a bad dream. She needs. Nah, I'm not joking. That woman has been stubbed, stubbed, stabbed in the front like 50 billion and one times. Imagine. Yeah. I, imagine it's people handing you resignation that you see on Twitter before you even get their letter. Wow. You see it, and then do you know my one thing? They made the woman cry a whole tear. But then and it, you it, can tell she's a strugged woman, yeah. so for her to be crying. A, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, but she didn't cry when the victim of Grenfell fell. To be fair, right? Yes, it's her political party in charge, right? But the company that installed that cloud, the company that said it's okay for these buildings to be, you know, like put in place. They knew. They have a lot of answering to do. They knew. They should be dragged like through the mud, um, through by the root of their spine or whatever you think. Just, um, I don't know. I don't know that scene. It's, no, 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 it's Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, it's. Um, to everybody, still mad about Game of Thrones ending. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, but they knew. But my one thing is that it's that whole thing of what's the word neo neoliberalism. Yeah, it's just like we're gonna put a lot of poor people in some poor housing, and because they're poor, mm-hmm. they've become accustomed to this sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And if we were to put some rich people in, they'd start complaining. Mm-hmm. Poor people don't complain because this is what they've been accustomed to this is yeah. what their financial situation is yeah. so even if they do complain we ain't gonna do anything because they know we're not gonna do anything mm-hmm. and that's why the whole of grenfell thing happened mm-hmm. is because people put no value on the people that lived that's in that good. housing and it's just a disgusting thing mm-hmm. and th- even though they say we'll do an inquest yeah da, da, da. look around how many of these places mm-hmm. had cladding in the many no how many of these places still have the cladding I many there's three buildings in newcastle that I look at and I'm like, those look awfully very similar to the Grenfell Towers. Yeah, and the height of them. Yeah. The height scares me. Yeah. That if something was to happen, you're not even jumping from the window, you're just praying to Jesus at that point. Yeah. And it scares me. And one thing that I even noticed um, just after the Grenfell Towers um, fell or burned, a lot of the properties that looked like that went on sale. And they went on sale for like two bedroom flat for 80 grand. And I was like, hmm, this is just like... People don't want it to be their issue. Yeah, People don't care about their situation. Mm-hmm. Instead of fixing it, they're just going to sell it to the next chump mm-hmm. who wants to do something good. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have a cooperative society that we can all kind of live in and do what we want. It's yeah. trash. I hope, well, I did read recently that um, they're going to fix it, but mm. I hope they do fix it in time before Grenfell 2.0 happens. That's what I'm saying. It's like the I feel it's gonna be one of those things that the American thing. How many more school shootings do we need Mm -hmm. for some sort of reform and changes Mm -hmm. to be made? Mm -hmm. And every time it seems to happen, it's just like oh, one more, one more, and another one, and another one. How many like nightclubs as well? Even on top of that, have to shut up. How many places of worship? Do you know it's actually so? I sat yesterday. I was in church. I sat there and just watched everybody, and I was like. I can never fathom, like, if somebody was to walk into this building right now, I was sitting close to the door as well, I was like, I'll probably be one of the first people to go. And I'm like, imagine that not being like, 
that being more real whereas in the uk we don't like our guns are pretty much in control yeah like something like that it's very very like it's it's very odd it's very odd to happen whereas in america like people who go to church have to consider that imagine yeah and it's absolutely mental but I don't know. When it comes to politics, like Theresa May needs work. This like it's been mentally draining. It's been yeah. mentally draining it's for me lot. to see her. And it's been a I've lot for her. And I think I've aged. I've, aged. <laughs> I, I've seen her go grey. Like she came in grey, but she's grey. Like um, like she's aged like milk mm-hmm. the past eight years because that's just how much stress she's been under. It's and like I, Obama. Agent. Yeah, it's literally Obama agent. I just want her, not for her sake, but I just want her to have a psych evaluation. Oh, and you. for her to just know, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You tried, mm-hmm. but it's not your fault. Because I feel as though that's what that crying was. Mm-hmm. That she feels as though she failed. Mm-hmm. And like she said she loves her country. So that's like a, I failed my country cry. Mm-hmm. Not even that, oh, I feel sorry for myself. Yeah. It's just a, um, it's just that I failed. So, ah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So let's pray for her, man. Okay, l- 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 I just let's want. A- let's actually pray yeah. for her. Yeah, I just, I just want her to be good. I want. I hope she has friends. I hope too. I, d- I hope she has friends beside her husband, because yeah. those two have ridden through quite a lot of things. Yeah. So both of them need friends. So let us pray for them. Yeah, and I'm good with that. Do you want to pray for them? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this um, country where we actually get to have a voice and politics um and actually freely express our opinions and our views onto it lord we pray for the brexit situation once again that your will will be done god because many have tried Teresa has tried to deliver um a brexit that works for everybody clearly that's not been possible we pray that whoever comes into party into power is somebody who has sense amen who actually focuses on the people mm-hmm. despite being a conservative government mm-hmm. um, we pray that this Brexit situation actually benefits Europeans and actually British citizens the people have spoken and let your will be done God mm. in your name Jesus, Amen Amen. Thank you so much guys and just before we leave you we're going to speak about who our Black Excellence of the Week is. Oh, Black Excellence is Miss Pat McGrath she's a makeup artist, the first billionaire Black billionaire. The first The first Black The billionaire. first don't let them tell you mm-hmm. one of these Kardashians did it. Mm. The first. Self-made. Self-made. Black billionaire. Black billionaire. Makeup artist. No Instagram. Mm-hmm. No cement butt fillers. Mm-hmm. No, no cement lip fillers. No no reality TV show. No mm. sister sex tape came out. Mm. Mm-hmm. No mother pimping. Mm-hmm. Mm. My girl was just a model. Mm. Just created products that actually are fire mm-hmm. for other models. Mm-hmm. And now guess what? She gets to make everybody's makeup. It's including those who are going to the Met Gala. Cheers. Amen. Making money. Mm-hmm. So also, shout out to Rihanna for bringing out Fenty Beauty and Boots in the UK. Thank you. You're a real Is you're that an MVP. Is it affordable? Is it still normal prices? It's still normal prices, but it's, it's like I can I can go and get it in, in boots. Fair enough. My friend Amy went and got the tro- got trophy wife. I was like, welcome to the trophy wife's lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, thank you for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week. Have an amazing week. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.